Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to episode 66 of Lymphedema Podcast. Today's special guest is Jeanette Sucker with the National Lymphedema Network, and we are going to talk about the NLN's position on the COVID-19 vaccine. This is a hot topic. So many people have reached out to me asking this um, as a professional, um, and I told you that I was going to find someone who wanted to speak about this, and Jeanette is just the lady to do it. So Jeanette, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Betty, for having me. I'm really uh, honored to be here. Great. So I, I'm i sure you guys at the NLN have received plenty of questions because I'm just one single person, and I've probably had about 50 personal messages come to me or my email address about this. How did you guys come about finding your position? Who were the experts that kind of helped guide this statement? Well, you know, I mean, for us, um, what we feel very strongly is, you know, I think we need to advocate for those patients who really don't have advocates for um, them, right? In, in the sense that, like, you know, this is, the, this is the example that I gave in our first webinar of the month. Um, and basically, imagine that we had a million people um, who had lymph node dissection in both arm, like in both armpits, um, the right and the left. And so now, you know, um, they are fortunate enough to be receiving the COVID vaccination. And let's just say there is a 99% chance that, um, you know, the patients will not develop lymphedema. So there's that 1% left, right? But that 1% of a million is 10,000 people. So it's like, who's going to advocate for that 10, 10, for those 10,000 people? And, you know, and, and the thing is, it's just a matter of conservative course of action, like prudent care. So there is not much more of a difference in terms of an injection in the arm versus the leg. So... It, so I think that one of the concerns in the healthcare community is that it's just not routine to to offer an injection in the um in the leg, but in terms of you know skill, uh, it doesn't take any more um, skill really to put the injection just about two feet lower than you know where it would normally be given in the arm, and so basically. 
our position is it just came about from you know just knowing that there are two main things um, from um, the injection right we know for sure that a well-publicized side effect is increased swelling and lymph node enlargement right and so we know that with increased swelling and, and you know lymph node enlargement there there's a higher risk for developing lymphedema because you're creating such a higher lymphatic burden and so that, that's one thing and the second thing we know about is that there are there's a big concern in terms of it mimicking um you know uh, positive mammographies and breast you know cancer scans so so really we just want to make sure that we advocate for patients where they won't develop um, a higher lymphedema risk and where they won't necessarily have to go through the concern of, of thinking that potentially they have a positive scan if it just so happens that their scan is within this time frame soon after their um, COVID injection. And so it's just prudent course of action really that is guiding us. And we just wanna make sure that we you know, do what is in the best interest of our patients. I know that for the few people that had contacted me directly to ask, what I had really, and it's not even a suggestion, it was just more um, along the lines of think through the way the lymphatic system works and think through the way our bodies have that healthy immune response to vaccinations. So if they're going to get the vaccine, much like you're saying, to know of the effects that will come from having a vaccine or any sort of shot like that, it, it can cause that increased inflammation. And with increased inflammation, if you already have lymphedema, it really just kind of exacerbates your symptoms at the time, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it has irreversibly damaged anything. It's in my opinion, and I don't know if you would agree with this or not as a CLT, I, I kind of equate it to if you know you are going to be out at the lake, if you know you're going to be walking a lot, if you know you're having an active day, you don't just say, no, I'm going to sit home and I'm not going to, you know, the soccer game or I'm not going out shopping today. You just prepare yourself to know that when I get home, I'm going to have some more, some more swelling and maybe within the following 24 hours, I need to do these things few steps to take precaution and to get ahead of that swelling instead of you don't rip off your garment and say I'm going to go shopping for 12 hours and then not do anything for the next couple days you just prepare yourself mentally for the effects of going and being on your feet a lot that day if, if it happens to be your lower extremities would you kind of say that's the same thing it's just preparing yourself for what could be those side effects but none of it is damage to the lymphatic system. It's not making your lymphedema worse long-term. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, I think um, there are two things um, to, you know, emphasize with what you just said. The first is, you know, the injection is just like any other, I guess you could say insult um, to the lymphatic system, right? Like whether it be, um, you know, like blunt trauma, which, you know, sometimes you just can't control or whether it be um, a burn or anything that causes significant inflammation, right? Um, it's, it's not going to definitively, you know, cause lymphedema if you are at lymphedema risk or not 
not necessarily going to significantly exacerbate your lymphedema um, if you have lymphedema, but, you know, I think it's always a balancing act, right? You always right. want to try to, you know, if you know you're going to do something or if something happened that was out of your control that increased the lymphatic burden, then you, for most patients, um, if, you, if you're under the care of a CLT, you'll have the tools to decrease that you know, lymphatic burden so that you can bring it back to balance. So I do agree with that um, for sure. And, um, you know, and I think um, the second point that's worth highlighting is that, you know, we are not necessarily making a position in terms of whether or not people should get a vaccination. You know, that we leave every, like, that's a very individual, you know, decision. And, um, you know, if you decide to do it, you know, there are definitely benefits, you know, to it, I think, that are generally greater than if you don't, but that's a personal decision. And, you know, the other thing is too, is that, you know, there are some cases, for example, where a patient might have bilateral upper extremity risk and, you know, that person might choose to still get the vaccination in the arm. Let's just say, for example, they just think it's more convenient or maybe they kind of felt pressured by the healthcare professional, whatever the case might be. And in those cases, you know, like we're not necessarily um, saying that anything terrible is definitely going to happen. We're just simply saying that you know, in those cases, your risk is a little bit higher. And if you do decide to do that, it's a personal decision. And of course, ultimately, everybody's in charge of their own bodies. But then in those cases, just as you were talking about, we do recommend that you basically are a little bit more diligent with your home care activities, your, you know, lymphedema self-management tasks, so that leading up to the injection, you really are, you know, um, performing your manual lymphatic drainage every day, wearing your compression garments, doing the self-managing, and then afterwards, same thing, making sure that you're very diligent with it, as opposed to under normal circumstances where you might have a frequency that's lower, where maybe you're only doing a massage um, self-MLD every other day. Maybe you're only bandaging on the weekends. You know, you might have like a, a lower frequency of your self-management tasks. And all we're saying is like when, whenever you encounter, you know, uh, an incident that basically increases the lymphatic burden, whether it was um, a decision that you decided upon or whether it was an accident, you weren't, you know, able to control the situation. There, We just want you to feel empowered to know that you have the tools uh, as long as, you, you know, you've been taught, you know, how to do all these tasks on your own. And all we're saying is just to be a little bit more diligent with your home program. Lymphedema Podcast is supported by Bryland's Feet Foundation, Juzo, and MediUSA. Learn more about each sponsor on our website, lymphedemapodcast.com and listen to their episodes while you're there. Well, I think that's great information. And this month, Lymphedema Awareness Month, you have, the NLN, along with many others, have been really spreading information and awareness on lymphedema. And this topic was actually the very first topic of the daily webinar series that the NLN was doing. Is it available for others to watch and view if they want to go back and learn more about the position on injection sites? Yes, absolutely. Um, all, all of our webinars this month um, have been we were recorded. They are currently available. We uh, upload them by the end of each uh, session. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time and for just elaborating on the NLN's position for COVID-19 vaccination sites. 
hopefully, and like we kind of mentioned earlier, it is a personal choice, but hopefully anyone who wants the vaccine is going to be able to get it uh, and they will be prepared, you know, whether they are a lymphedema patient or they are a lymphedema therapist or a family member of someone with lymphedema. However that works, we hope that this is really helpful for you to find the information that you need to help you make an informed decision. And one day, maybe we can all be back in person again. Which leads me to my next question. Will we be having an NLN conference? And do you think it will be in person in 2021? I really miss people. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there, Betty. I miss people too. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm very, very optimistic that we'll be having a, a live in-person conference. So, you know, we're, we're going to wait a little bit longer to see how the social situation unfolds, just, you know, because we want to prioritize everybody's safety for sure. Um, but I'm very optimistic that we'll be okay by October 1st. Great. I can't wait to join you guys there in person. Fingers crossed. Yeah, indeed. And Betty, one more thing that I'd like to share about, um, you know, the vaccination is that, you know, some of the great stories, we've received lots of great stories. And one of the things I thought was very helpful is, um, you know, after our webinar, um, one of the attendees told her friend who was all prepared um, in terms of getting her uh injection in her thigh and she came prepared dressed in shorts so that there would be no awkward um you know situation uh, potentially where she's in her underwear so she came prepared in shorts she dropped her pants the injection was really easy and smooth the healthcare professional did not you know um you know uh hesitate and i thought that that was a very helpful suggestion i thought it might be helpful to anybody listening to this podcast that is helpful i know that i had my shot in December and then again in January and it was cold so both times I was sure to wear a either a button-up shirt or something that had really easy access so that I didn't feel like I was you know semi undressing to get my arm out for the shot yeah and I will say when I went I did question and ask the nurses who were giving the vaccine if I could have it in my thigh now I don't have lymphedema and I had no reason to but I just asked as a question kind of doing some little field research for you guys um, in the lymphedema community <laughs> we appreciate that I was like hey yeah. can I have this in my thigh or is there somewhere else I can have it and not in my arm and they both looked at each other and they said well I can't imagine why not do you want it in your thigh <laughs> and the lady was like I haven't given a like a buttock shot in a while and I was like no thanks um, I'm just kind of asking some questions. And so I kind of tipped them off on lymphedema and reasons why someone may ask that. So maybe if you're someone listening here and you're, you know, still going to get your shot later, I mean, it's always fun just to bring up the conversation. I bring up lymphedema when I go to the dentist. I bring up lymphedema when I go to the eye doctor. I always say, hey, do you know what dystochiasis is? Um, and, you know, they don't really appreciate me trying to inform them on their profession, <laughs> but I always try to like give a little bit of knowledge everywhere I go. So maybe you could accept or adopt that as well. So yeah, it was definitely helpful to kind of ask that question. Well, I hope that this is informative and inspiring maybe even because we kind of got off track there at the end, but it's all based on lymphedema education and awareness and helping others have the tools they need to make the most informed decision and that may be informing your eye doctor or informing your dentist or even informing the nurses who are giving your COVID-19 vaccine. So whatever it is, 
We know that the NLN is here to inform and educate our lymphedema community. And we really appreciate your time today, Jeanette. Thank you for sharing the information. And I hope you guys go and check out the NLN's webinars from this month. I will post a link so that you can go and look at the webinars that have happened, as well as the ones that are left for the rest of the month. Thank you so much, Betty. It was great having this conversation with you. And uh, hopefully we can do it again. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the NLN's position on COVID-19 vaccines. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.